3: Black here and welcome to Rantcast number three, where we'll be wending our way through California from Bakersfield to Riverside to Los Angeles. Uh, Bakersfield is, uh, really, it, it's just what it sounds like. It's a field that, uh, is, uh, baking really out there in the sun. At least every time we go there, uh, Riverside is of interest to me because, uh, it's a it's a beautiful place, uh, but I've never seen the river. And apparently it's called Riverside for a reason, but I've just never, never seen the river. And finally, Los Angeles, a town that I've had a love-hate relationship. It is in Los Angeles, really, where I've learned that uh, I had to stop driving because I was having anger issues. And it's the city in which I realized that I had no clue as to uh, – what the business of show was about. Uh, I've said this before, I will say it again. It was a lot easier for me to learn the craft of comedy than it has ever been for me to understand how, uh, this entertainment business works. Uh, but it was, uh, it was a great tour because uh, the theaters were terrific and the audiences always were great. It's, uh, it's nice to be in California. Even if I, uh, have trouble with it from time to time. Thank you. We are coming to you live tonight from the really beautiful Fox Theater here in Bakersfield, California, and. Uh, <laughs> This was actually, I believe, this trip, we came in uh, last night, and this is really the first time we've ever stayed in Bakersfield. We usually come in and then run. <laughs> the only place I've really ever been was the, uh, the Buck Owens Museum. We, yeah which obviously you could hear from the reaction uh, from the four people who own it. Uh, No, it's kind of a great place. We, when we found it, we were so happy because really literally when we first started coming here, we were going, Holy fuck. Who lives here and why? But it's kind of beginning to blossom a bit. And, uh, And um, I mean, from even just kind of wandering around today and uh, driving around, we've uh, uh, shit seems to be happening here as it's happening everywhere. Um, But it doesn't mean that uh, the people here are very happy Um, and uh, but I and I will will prove that by reading what they had to say. This is from Mike. I think he works for the uh, Disease Control Center here, he, Bakersfield is number two in the state of California for chlamydia. <laughs> we try harder. We. This is from Samantha. Things start to pick up just a little. What's the worst part about visiting Bakersfield? The drivers or the smell? <laughs> Apparently, the atmosphere here is not good. From everything I've gathered, what we, the air you breathe here is really like supposed to be awful, right? Yeah. And so that was the reason you chose to live here. <laughs> And, you know, I don't, I don't want to smoke anymore, but I'd like to be in a place where I can get a really good cough going. <laughs> why is it so? Why, what's the problem with the atmosphere? Is that because of the, the agricultural stuff? You, you know, the, you're just breathing in what they put on the fields. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> makes me want to, you know, buy some vegetables here and take them with me. This is from David, and it just the hits keep happening this for those of you saying, "Hey, should I come to Bakersfield, You have to fly through i think if you're leaving from the east coast there's a, you can get here with six planes <laughs> uh, and a dump truck and uh, <laughs> no i uh, James, who is uh, helps with the live feed and basically is our is our tech genius, uh, he uh, he flew in today. He came in. He, he had to fly in through Reno, which is a treat. Uh, always a treat. So, uh, or Denver, Denver, not Reno. We were in Reno last week. Oh boy! See, I told you, Prevagen, <laughs> it's an ingredient found in jellyfish. A good majority of the people in this town, says David, a good majority of the people in this town can't read. <laughs> My question is why are most Bakersfieldians so damn dumb? Well, I think you answered your own question. <laughs> um, but then Debbie comes to the rescue. With Bakersfield is like the badass home of Buck Owens and Merle Haggard, and that's pretty fucking awesome. We have a small audience tonight, but even with a small audience, uh, only one-tenth of that audience applauded two of the really great artists of our time, and that's... That'll show. And mainly, it's because they, they can't breathe. <laughs> if they could breathe, there would have been applause. And we're, I'm sorry for that. I'm, I'm sure they were thinking. They went, "No, no." I applauded Lewis's parents turning a hundred, and I have nothing left. <laughs> this is for Robin, and this is also some really good news. Uh, I work at the local news station here in Bakersfield every day. This is really. This is why I can't live here. Um, I receive angry calls from racists about everything you can imagine. Jews. Uh, really? Really? How many are here? They're crawling all over the place. <laughs> yeah, but a Jew really loves is Some bad, bad fucking atmosphere to, to breathe. <laughs> Jews. Obama being a lizard person. Wow. Wowie, wow, wow. Mexicans, oh man, you name it. How can I politely deal with these people when all I want to do is donkey stomp them over the phone? Um, I, think, uh, I think what you could do is um, you go, bye. <laughs> I can't hear you, bye. I'm serious I just I don't know what you do I I would literally uh or what I would do is go uh I'm putting this in the trash can and then I would take the phone and drop it in the trash can <laughs> and then just yell and then yell at it and knock it knock it around in there for a while <laughs> and pretend that's the person <laughs> wow that's just amazing that's hey, the hey, local Lou. news what uh I, wanna,
4: I want to know what you think the story is, but as I went back to the hotel, uh, there was a news crew outside doing a, with your marquee in the background, doing a report. Yeah. I paid him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you should have paid him to do it last night.
3: Yeah, well, they, well I'm here. <laughs> And they, like, uh, you know, you heard all of these things. And I did pay them for last night, and they fucking showed up tonight. (laughs) That's Bakersfield. It's Bakersfield. (laughs) uh, Are they really? I wonder what they are reporting on. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe world's smallest audience. Uh, I
4: I was wondering if you knew what the story was. I thought, yeah.
3: You know, (laughs) maybe they thought that the... the the uh, Chinese acrobats were here tonight. <laughs> they wanted to talk to them about trade. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we, we can keep ourselves entertained. I know, right? I know. Wow, why didn't
4: you ask him? Because I was in such a hurry to get back to the hotel that I missed the beginning of your show.
3: <laughs> oh, good. This is uh, Nicholas. Nicholas. My grandma one time yelled at my neighbor's dog to shut the fuck up and she's here at the Bakersfield show with us. Good for you, Grandma. So you brought your grandma here to show her that other people use the word fuck? No, you could use it more, Grandma. Um, Mrs. Graciela, what is Trump thinking with the wall? That immigrants are ants marching along and that the wall will stop the line from coming into America? That's perfect. It's, it's it's really true, though. It's, here they come, they go, oh, there's a wall. Which really worked until there were airplanes!
4: Well, they really were doing the ladders on the wall, on the part of the wall that exists. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, yesterday. Amazing. This is from Jennifer... Uh, I'm sure you notice that the roads around here leave something to be desired road after roadblock for construction They start project after project and never seem to finish any of them It's like a Mad Max audition just to get to the grocery store <laughs> So you're going to want to bring your car when you come here <laughs> This is Michael, not a rant suggestion, just wanted to know I've just retired from the, from the, from the Navy well, thank you for you. Thank you for what you did. Would uh, uh, <laughs> you retire, Michael, or they said, uh, "Hey, we're not going to pay you"? Said, "Okay, fuck you! I'm out of here." Well, <laughs> you couldn't have timed that better, Michael. That's, that rarely happens. You know, usually that was, you know, usually most people's luck, including mine, would be, oh, really? And I can, all I have to do is sign on today, and then that's when they just fuck in the ass. And this is from Blake. I now spend more time proving I'm doing my job rather than doing my job. Wow. Yep. Same here. (laughs) I'm only reading this because it's important and it's kind of silly because my audience, I believe, already knows this. But it's just to get it out there again, just in uh, and just because it's so amazing. This is from Zachary. Dear Lewis, I work in a hotel. And if I have to hear one more of my female co-workers tell me about a male guest that has hit on him, I'm going to punch every man on the planet. So men who who stay in hotels, listen up. Just because a female worker at a hotel is nice and polite to you, it does not give you permission to invite them to your room for sex or any other kind of nefarious activity, such as a full-body naked oil rub, as the asshole at my work suggested to my co-worker. Wow. Who the fuck? I mean, that takes a long time to even get through that sentence. (laughs) You know, I'm in my room, and could you come up and give me a full naked oil rub? Even if you promise not to touch... And then he went on to say, even if you promise not to touch your nipples or vagina like that twat hole did. <laughs> wow. I, well, I should have remembered that that was... I've read this twice, and I should have remembered that. Wow, can you imagine that? Wow. He not only said the naked oil rub, but then went on t- about touching your nipples or vagina. And when she tells you no or that it's not going to happen, take the fucking hint. You are being a sexual harasser and a piece of shit. Wow, that's it's just amazing that they fucking still don't get it. God damn it, this is going to be this is exhausting. It is. It's like come on, you know. You go through this whole year. It's like shut the fuck. You know. How do you not get it already? Uh, This is, I'm going to just finish with this because it's, it really is, uh, it's one of those also important and uh, this is from Dan. I'm a pediatrician and went through four years of college, an extra year pre-med courses at Bryn Mawr College and a special program for career changers at age 31. Wow. Four years of medical school, where we learned cutting edge science, including immunology and microbiology. Three years of residency, where we helped take care of the sickest kids in Providence, Rhode Island, for 80 hours a week or more. My advisor was a well-renowned infectious disease specialist who did vaccine research. We worked so hard and long that more than a few of us fell asleep driving home, needed IVs ourselves, watched personal relationships strain, you name it. But we persevered, and I'm thrilled every day when I congr- congratulate newly minted parents and allay their 2 a.m. fears and worries or engage their three-year-old in a high-level discussion about Paw Patrol or Doc McStuffins or whatever simpering princess the evil empire is shilling this year. I'm getting around to my salient points about science and trust or luck and trust, but we agree that this Disney princess shit has got to stop! There's a new one every year, and just when I think I have it down, Rapunzel is entangled, Elsa's the bitchy blonde, and Anna's the redhead, Olaf is the stereotypical comic safety valve. Fucking A, screw them in their universal memes and themes, I can't keep up. Okay, okay, sorry. The other day, my umpteenth mom came in and asked me, which shots would I recommend for little Ethan? Well, all of them, I said. No, she said, we'd like to stretch them out. And then she produced an article from a peer-reviewed CDC-approved study from a popular woman's magazine delineating an alternate schedule. Now we get this shit all the fucking time now, ramped up by the anti- and pseudoscience types, but it's spinning out of control under the Cheeto in the White House where everything is through the looking glass. If I tell her what I'm really thinking, you stupid motherfucker, you don't have advanced degrees in immunology and vaccine science, she'll yelp what a mean doctor I am, tell all of her friends on her cul-de-sac, and I'll get fired! There are practices now which employ staff who check internet rating sites and do damage control. The tail wags the dog. It's out of control. So this time I say, my good woman, there's a goddamn universally accepted WHO ACIP CDC shot schedule that has been keeping kids safe for many years, and you wave a magazine in my face? Lady, there are several vaccines we give babies so they don't die like babies did even 25 years ago and still do in Trump's shithole countries. So if you want me to tell you it's okay to delay the pneumococcal shot a few months and flip-flop it with the HIV shot, well, it's fucking not okay! Either disease could kill cute little Ethan, and there's reason for the spacing, got it? I'm not going to be privy to your Walmart consumerism approach to this. I went through hell to get to this point, and I'll be damned if you're going to put the life of your child in jeopardy. Would you tell your accountant, you know what, I'm not happy with the numbers, could you drop line 33 and change line 49? I don't think so. Jesus Christ, the world is flat, there is no global warming. I don't know where to begin or stop, I just want to get to bed each night, happy that I made a difference. Thanks for hearing me out and keeping posted pics of your parents. It's uplifting. Thank you. Thank you for coming tonight. We are coming to you live tonight from uh, the, uh, from Riverside, California. It's, it's a truly beautiful Fox Riverside Theater. One of the reasons you would come down here, besides the fact that it's uh, like an hour and a half from LA, so that you you might want to come down here just to be able to to drive around a little um, (laughs) just for fun. Uh, And remember what it's like is that uh, we've been lucky enough to stay at the Mission Inn, which is really (laughs) one of the most beautiful spots. It's one of the most beautiful hotels I've ever been in. It, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's extraordinary to be in, in, that, in the midst of that type of history. Even if you just come down uh, for a day to wander around in it, uh, there's, there's nothing really quite like it. It's, uh, it's well worth your time and your energy, and you'll be kind of amazed. It always amazed me. And I, the, today, I, I mean, I was wandering around it today again, going, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. <laughs> it's really quite splendid. And then as uh, John was saying uh, earlier, You know, then it's, uh, then if you like cupcakes, you you really, you're set. But also, uh, today I I had something that really stunned me over here. They have a thing called a food lab, and, and there's... The sound of that applause doesn't really register just how extraordinary this place is because it is every type. It goes from fatty, fat, fat, usually fatty foods, fat food that you'd never imagine. John and I watched a video of, uh, of, of food that was of like burgers. The, John said, you've got to see this. And it wasn't, and we stood there for like, it was like porn to us. They um, actually, I guess they fry, right? They fry the, uh, the it, bun?
4: The bun is actually macaroni and cheese. Yeah, yeah, it's made from, like, crispy, like, that, that holds together, and then, it's, it, then you, you, it looks like a bun, but then you bite into it, and it's macaroni and cheese.
3: Yeah, and there's an, on a jumbo hamburger. And then, and then they actually have two pads that are there. <laughs> and a nurse on duty, but boy, they, it's really splendid. But we, are, but um, there's a thing called the Impossible Burger, the Impossible 2.0, and um, I have always been one of, I'm not a, a vegetarian, okay, okay? Get it, and I don't wanna argue with you about it, I don't care, all right? We're not having that discussion about what I'm doing to the earth. I was a vegetarian. I did it for three years, and and then I went, Fuck if I don't get a burger soon, I'm going to kill somebody! <laughs> and I always, and when I started as a vegetarian, tempeh, I guess, which is a soy fuck thing, I actually thought was, um... Was just a reprocessed Doctor Scholl's foot pad, <laughs> but but I had read of this burger, the Impossible Two burger, and I was and we were st- and John we were both standing there, and I said, "Holy fuck, it's here! I must try it."
5: <laughs>
3: and um, it's a life changer. <laughs> I could have eaten about thirty of them. Which means it's gonna be just as bad as a burger will be for me, but fuck, it was good. I don't know what they did, something is wrong, there's just, there's something. I kept saying, how many calories in this, you fuckers? And they didn't know, so that's something's up there, but... <laughs> but if you haven't tried it, I'm telling you, fuck, it, you know, and then what really makes you feel good, since it's not a burger, then you can throw all of the shit that I love, the mayo, the fucking mustard, the ketchup, the fucking stuff, the cheese, they go fucking everything on top of it. And then you can get fries, cause
5: this,
3: (laughs) it's fucking unbelievable. Wherever you are out there, whatever you're doing, if you can find it in your, go try it. Fucking, you'll feel like, you'll feel like you went to the gym. So we'll start with what I've received today, this is from Jason. Uh, The fucking drivers in this town fucking suck! We are literally the third worst drivers in America from a poll put out last year. Well, you mean there was a vote? (laughs) People all around the country said, I've never been there, but I bet they suck. Well, there goes my whole theory of fucking driving here. Oh, well, that might be fun, though. Um, this is from uh, Ross. Did, this is, did, you, did you know, and I didn't, that R- Riverside is a fucked up Republican stronghold? Thanks, thanks for bringing some sanity to this area. Followed by, seriously, Michael, who said there are too many socialists in this town. <laughs> I don't want Riverside to become Cuba. (laughs) See I like the fact that somebody here is lying. (laughs) Really fucking A. And also just to clear something up Michael, um, uh, Cuba is communist. (laughs) That's and that's got to stop. I, and, and it's uh, there was one night where I was we were I was in Chicago and I was a little too drunk at a bar about f- 20 years ago and somebody was yelling about Cuba and about how much he hated socialists and then he started listing com- co- countries that were communist so uh, and then I said no those are communist countries that's different from socialist countries and then I and then he stood up and came toward me and I had to leave the bar. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to really prove my point by getting a fist in my nose. I'm not. I'm not. God damn it, I'm right. I know they're communists. Boom, bam. And then followed by vegan progressives from Sam. I don't know what a vegan progressive is, and I don't want it. Is that someone who really has found a better salad bar? What, what the fuck is a vegan progressive? What could be more progressive? God damn it. God damn it. I, I have discovered a squash that is more ahead of its time. What the fuck? What is a vegan? That can't be a thing called vegan progressives. Is that a political party? So they, it's progressives and they only eat vegetables? Are you shitting me? And then they fight. They won't fucking sit down with the other progressives who eat meat. I'm not gonna fucking talk to that meat eater. (laughs) This is this came in last night. He's here. This is Christopher. Why? Just fucking why? Uh, I'm about to enter my 18th year of service to this country, and I never thought I'd see the day my commander in chief would be an overweight. Fundamentally in- ignorant man baby that looks more like a Cheeto than a human. Hi <laughs> right, under penalty of the UCMG, the you know, what was that again? It's military justice. What is it? Uniform code yeah I under penalty of the uniform code of Military Justice can't acknowledge my hatred of the current administration um, and so I won't give your last name but Lou I beg of you and your sage wisdom and all-knowing self please tell me should I finish my 20 years of service and get a letter signed by the current president which will be covered in McDonald's Fry grease) <laughs> And Cheeto dust, or should I run for the hills before the world comes to an end? Well, first off, uh, I think um, you do. Thank you for what you're doing, Uh, Chris. Thanks for giving me. I would use the last two years to figure out exactly how to, uh, you know, to, to, to to get the, uh, what it is that you deserve after you put in the 20 years and to make sure that where to go. You know, fucking find a place where you can move, where you can get the shit that you, you know, like where there's a really actually VA hospital that does shit and all of the things that you really deserve at this point. And, um, you know. You might as well have, while you're at it, I mean, if you, you, you know, you might as well have the, that, that fucking, you know, the Cheeto pay for the two years that you're going to be looking to figure out how you get what it is that you deserve at this point. So uh, I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. This is from Kristen, and this is totally different. Speaking of cupcakes. And I do like the coconut one. That's the third time I've heard this today. Why do bakers these days pile on so much fucking frosting? Don't get me wrong, I enjoy a sugary kick as much as the next person, but the cubic ass load they pile on is a bit much. Are they trying to hide shitty cake with a diabetic coma? (laughs) This is, I always love this. This is Kristen, who is a woman, and this is what I love. I I love when a woman uses this type of language. Well, it ain't working, you sly cooking cunts. (laughs) I taste your shitty cake and your too-thick frosting, and I bring a glass of whiskey to wash it down. (laughs) This is Jane. Why is everyone so fucking old here? (laughs) Ah. Yeah. Jane, you signed this Jane Doe, that can't be your real name. So fuck you. Um, yeah, you're gonna be well, you yeah, you're like a moment away from it. You get ready. You're gonna you know you know what's gonna happen? You literally go to sleep one night, you wake up and look in the mirror and go, fuck! You know, I don't know why everybody's so old in here. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't know what your definition of old is. What are you nine? <laughs> One thing I have tried through Live Nation, and they haven't done it. And just so you know, is I have made the attempt to for two or three years to tell those folks every year I go, let's do something where we uh, put aside tickets because we don't, you know, sell all the tickets. And and use this, you know, the, the uh, if, especially if there's a balcony or the seats in the back, and you sell them uh, to college students, and you sell them for fifteen or twenty bucks. And we've been trying to do that, and then. And then Live Nation really doesn't do it. And then they, when they finally, I finally said, well, you fucking, you better be doing this. Because I started yelling about it. And they said, oh, yeah, if you, if they go to our web, you know, it's like literally you have to go through three different sites to get to the place where you can fucking get the, just, you, you don't want to know. It's You know, it's really fucking ridiculous. But I have tried to, to get more of a mix. I've always really felt it's better if I, there's been a complete mix of an audience. I've always felt that I was America's favorite family comic. um robert says how can the government shut down if they don't do anything in the first place (laughs) it's interesting the problem is robert is the group that doesn't do anything is the group that you watch not do anything which is congress and the president the other people do stuff robert the other people are people who like fucking those 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 poor bastards at the t s a who are making like twenty five to thirty thousand dollars a year fucking standing there having a go I take this out of your bag and then put them. <laughs> <laughs> And have to deal with people who literally come in, it do fly t- twice a year, and literally it's like they what? And my bag goes here, and there was there, and but what? Really, I'm not. I can't bring this big jumbo thing of water. What do you mean? I brought. What do you mean? I've got to bring the gas because my friend needs to have gas for his fucking lawnmower. So. That's for starters, the people who sit up in the goddamn place, who lands your fucking planes, Robert. I, the, the list is fucking endless, okay, of what people do for you. The FDA, which basically is the Food and Drug Administration, who basically they're trying to say should be doing other, th- you know, basically has not been looking. They're the ones who fucking tell me that the Prevagen is good, Robert. Okay. The agricultural people, so that when, we, when you know, and it's important that the agricultural people are around so that maybe somebody takes a look at the fact that, you know, that we don't really die on a regular basis, even though we're dying on a regular basis from, from fucking food that we're eating. But that's what the gig is, Robert. There's a ton of shit that goes on. There's a book by Michael Lewis you can read. That'll explain to you all the shit that goes on. I was born and raised around Washington DC. I can guarantee fucking tell you people do a lot of shit in the, in the fucking federal government and I'm tired of it. I'm telling you, you, you're here, Robert. A lot of shit occurs. Okay? I worked for the Appalachian Regional Commission. You know what that was? That was an anti poverty agency. There's words you never hear anymore. Wow, I bet you don't even know what those words mean, Robert. It means anti poverty. And I fucking worked with them. And the goddamn, and my job was to fucking help people be sure that they were getting. the, the mothers who were, were were being sure people who fucking have not even a pot to piss in were at least getting, uh, you know, the, 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 the initial stuff in terms of nutrition for themselves while they were pregnant and nutrition for their children. Okay, that's kind of important. All right, what can I tell you? Then they wanted to send me to Appalachia to talk to mothers. And I was 22 years old. I said, well, why would they listen to this? <laughs> I live next to a dr- drug dealer. <laughs> On one hand, I don't want to get in the way of free enterprise and drugs. <laughs> On the other hand, he's really good at his job, and the increased traffic is killing me. <laughs> I'm going to end, I think, with this. This is from, uh, she's from, uh, this is from Rachel. Uh, Uh, Hi, Lou, I'm a very happy single 40-something woman minding my own business. Why is it everyone I meet has to know why I'm single? No husband, no boyfriend. Oh, you must be gay. I live in Palm Springs. If I was gay, I'd be gay. That's a great place to be gay. Women say, oh, you must be so lonely and tell me where to meet men. Single men assume something must be wrong with me. And married men seem to be the ones who are interested in me knowing I know they are married. What the fuck is that about? Do you get this much shit for being a bachelor? Uh, I did. And now, since I'm old, nobody cares. It's been a pleasure spending time with you in Riverside. Tomorrow night we're in Los Angeles. It's been a pleasure spending time with you. Take care of each other. Good night. We are in Los Angeles, California, coming to you live from the Orpheum Theater. It's always interesting for me to come back to Los Angeles, which is a place where I've really, uh, it's one of the places I've really felt just solidly rejected for most of my life. <laughs> and yet I return and people say, why? And I said, because it reminds me of spending time with my mother. And don't make a noise. Don't make those little sympathetic sounds you fucks. I don't care. It's really dead on. And many people in the room know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) I believe it's one of the reasons people flock together here in the entertainment industry. And they come here together. Never have so many been rejected so many times. (laughs) Anyone who's participated in pilot season fucking gets that thrill of four or five auditions sometimes you would have. Not anymore, now it's one, maybe two, maybe uh, done. But it used to be you could go four or five auditions in a row and they just boom, 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 and just be rejected and then eventually go, hey, we kind of like you, why don't you come in again? And it's and nothing would happen. They just go, oh, you're not the right person. We thought it was somebody else. The first time I came out here should have been a tip off. John actually picked me up. He was living here at the time. I don't even think he remembers this. Br- brought me to the hotel. Uh, the Chesterfield, the only hotel named after a cigarette, and he, he, he as I was getting my stuff out of the car, the parking valet came up to me as I was getting my things out, and he went oh, it's excellent to meet you you must be the new parking valet <laughs> And and the way things worked out for me, I probably should have taken the job <laughs> but, uh, no, it's uh, I've always found this place, I, I, I stopped driving here, this, is the, this was the end, I don't know how you do it, I don't know why you do it, I don't understand it, it makes no sense, we were driving here today from Riverside, all of a sudden we, there's a 12 billion people, okay, where are they going, why? I know that when I was driving there was things that were happening that weren't right, but you know, someone like myself can't be in a car because I would sit there going why are you on the road? why are you on the road? it's 9.45, you fuckers should be at work <laughs> then then I found myself actually in the, they picked me up at the airport to there were, it, was a, it was a nicer way to fist me. So they were picking me up. The studio was picking me up to fuck me over. And, uh, and, and I found myself in the back seat being driven somewhere. And I had road rage. And I thought, wow, time to give it up. So, uh, but enough about me. We're going to go to, uh, to some of what the folks have written. Angie wrote this, only in downtown Los Angeles. You go to work in the morning, ride the metro, exit the 7th and Figueroa station that smells like hot Wetzel's pretzels and urine. <laughs> and come across a UPP, which stands for Unidentified Piece of Poop. <laughs> that's, that's sweet, Angie. It means you will never know if it's human or dog feces. (laughs) When encountered on a particularly hot day, you will wish you never left your overpriced piece of shit real estate to suffer the indecency that is the daily commute to downtown Los Angeles. It's well worth, for those of you who have worried about uh, driving in traffic or you worry about... uh, the, what you're, the air that you breathe, wherever you are, wherever you are, you're going to want to come here <laughs> just for that. No, it's well worth, I mean, it is a beautiful city and you don't, and if you don't work in this business, it's really a fucking stunning place to visit.
5: <laughs> yeah.
3: Um. Uh, I've actually answered this question, but why do, well, this is Greg, says, why do you keep coming to Los Angeles? As a fan of yours, I appreciate it, but I know you, I know you hate it here. <laughs> I hate it here, and I've lived here for 12 years. What is it about the city that is horrible, yet it's impossible to stay away? The one reason I keep returning to the city is because I have a lot of friends here who I care a great deal about, and it's the only way to see them. Because otherwise they don't leave, they just kind of, you know, say, wow, I'd come there, but it's it's too beautiful here. <laughs> It's too cold where you are, it's six where you are today, and it's 77 years, so fuck you, Lewis. <laughs> this is from Courtney. My 13-year-old cousin just posted his hate for the Democrat agenda on Instagram. What the fuck does he know about the Democratic agenda? What is the Democratic agenda? <laughs> And I thought that uh, Instagram was supposed to be a nice place. That's what I heard. I stopped. I stopped, I don't do much of it. And I certainly stopped at Instagram. It was like one more to tell people that I was here, to tell people I was here, to tell people I was here, to tell people what my phone number was. Fuck you. I don't know, but you should ask your cousin. (laughs) You shouldn't be asking me. I don't know who your fucking cousin is. (laughs) But if your cousin's Jewish, you know, I wouldn't give him any money if he was getting bar (laughs) mitzvah. This is from Johnny. How everybody forgot about how bad a candidate Joe Biden is. Until... (laughs) That's what happened, Johnny. That's what made people forget, that and the fact that they're not taking (laughs) Prevagen, okay? That's how come people didn't forget, look who's in charge now, Johnny. What'd you expect? <laughs> now anybody, anybody thinks they can fucking run. You ain't seen nothing yet. Joe's only the beginning. There's a Doberman pincher who lives down the street from you. <laughs> this is from Daphne. I fart in the shower, but I'm like, this is spectacular. <laughs> People, why would you do this? This is why. I can't make this shit up. This is great. I fart in the shower when my piece of shit husband and I are showering together. He yells and stops and complains loudly. But hey, deal with it, right? Uh, uh, Yeah. I mean, on one level, yeah. But I I, I would tone down the piece of shit husband thing. You know, then he might, you just, you know, just fart and keep going. You don't go, hey, you didn't like it, you're a piece of shit. That doesn't, that's compounding the problem, Daphne. You know, obviously, you know, I haven't done well in my relationships, but I do know when you kind of cross the line. And and if your piece of shit husband is here tonight, it's going to be a long ride home.
4: Just getting ready for her ride to work.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah, probably.
5: <laughs>
3: this is Michael. Uh, I My father and I will be attending your show this evening. We've been planning this for many years. My father, who flew all the way from the East Coast and had to endure the sorry excuse of an airline, American Airlines, is particularly excited. We have just one request. Please talk about, rant about how you hate, and I know you do, Donald Trump. Uh, I know you believe anything that is to be said about him has already been said. But trust me, in your adoring fans, that has not been said the way you would say it. Um, and uh, but here's the pro- here's the problem. I don't hate him. Um, i 'm enraged by him i 'm disturbed by him i 'm more even angrier in a sense with the adults that don 't deal with him you, you know it 's really like you got a, a big baby you know you know she, Shitting in his pants and uh you know shitting his diaper and then and, and people are going well, well that's okay you know or, you know we'll, you know we'll keep shitting in your diaper until the diaper falls off and then maybe three years down the road we'll get a hose and wash you off it's like unbelievable it's, it's fucking extraordinary you know, I, you know, I don't, because what I learned, one thing I really learned this year from the last thing that we, I did, I read a, I read a piece at the very end of our first run this year that ended in December, and it was about somebody who thought he was getting smooth peanut butter and got chunky. <laughs> And the guy flipped out for more paragraphs than you can imagine, and it was spectacular. And it was that point in time that I realized where hate should be directed. Hate isn't directed in another person. That's a waste of your fucking time, and it's a waste of your fucking energy, and it's not right, and it's wrong. It isn't where hate goes. Uh, you direct hate in inanimate objects. That's where you take your hate. You got a car, your car's a piece of shit, fuck that car, okay? You got a you tape, you, you call somebody, they say, you know, you, know, you want to press one, press two, press three, press A, B, C, D, and E. That's what you hate. It's a fucking tape that you hate. You don't hate people. We don't have time anymore. That's the big lesson we've learned over the past three years. This is from Noel. This is uh, one of the things that I, that I endure year round is the moronic, repetitive question about my name. More so, the closer we get to the end of the year. You see, my name is Noel, like the damn bloody Christmas song. <laughs> the first Noel. Almost without fail, I'm asked, did you know your name is a Christmas song? <laughs> or, were you born on or near Christmas or in December? Fun fact, I was born in October. <laughs> I think you can do the math as to why I was named the atrocious name. The next constant moronic response to my name is no one is fucking listening half the time. And call me Nicole, the masculine pronunciation Noel, or my favorite Naomi, which nowhere is close to my name. (laughs) clearly in my adulthood don't you fucking think I know what my name means or the fucking fact that I've heard those questions more than I care to hear fuck you assholes and fuck Christmas come up with something you original you piece of shit Can I leave you with this? This is from our friend Lily Blue, who's written us a number of pieces. She's one of the first ones who started writing to us. And uh, she lives out here. And uh, I wanted to finish with hers because... She always has something interesting to say. And uh, I was walking to the bus stop from work, and I passed the Larchmont Pet Store. Larchmont is a small business area near Hancock Park. Hancock Park is filled with mansions from the 20s and 30s. It looks like an old movie. It's an elite community of vintage Hollywood. There was a man handing out free samples of pet treats in front of the store, and I took some for my cats. So you know where this is headed. (laughs) There's always yapping when the key goes in the door because it's time for me to serve dinner. I'm all excited to have these fancy treats, of freeze-dried chicken, some new healthy food for your feline. I serve up these treats that look and feel like beige Cheetos, not to be confused with the bright orange one in the White House. <laughs> The cats go crazy for them. My boy cat, Jules, is making kitty yum-yum sounds and gobbles up everyone and starts trembling and meowing for more. I feed him most of the sample and think, oh, great. I just have got my cats hooked on some kitty crack I hope I can afford. The next day, I'm on my way home from work. I buy this bag of wonder food priced at $15 for a bag about the size of a small bag of potato chips. Oh, well, you know how we love our animals in an insane, almost unhealthy way. So I figure they're worth it. I get home to the yapping at the door, delighted to put down the caviar of cat treats. And you know this part, the little fuckers turn up their noses and walk away like I just presented them with a freeze-dried turd. (laughs) Fucking fifteen dollars a bag for these state of the fucking art cat treats they loved yesterday and today won't even sniff. I plead and hold it under their nose. At least try one. I plead more. You loved them yesterday. Just then the neighbor cat George comes in through the cat door and I think. Aha, I'll give them to George. Then they'll want them. George, it's everything. I offer my delicacy of the cat world to George. He thinks it's a cat toy and starts tossing it around. But he won't eat it. Fuck, not even George will eat them. I put them out overnight in the dish i leave for the raccoons. And when I woke up, I found the raccoons ate everything in the dish but the $15 fucking Elita's beige Cheetos. I don't know who called, but the three days I spent in lockdown was a wonderful rest. And I would say I won't make that mistake again, but you know I will. I've surrendered to the fact that I'm the crazy cat lady upstairs. Have fun in LA, Lou, cheers. Thank you very much. Next week we'll be in Phoenix. We'll be in Tucson. Write to us. Really a pleasure to spend time with you at the Orpheum. Thanks a lot, LA. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salkin. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast.